Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 151 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are in the week of May the 23rd to May the 29th, covering the book of Joshua. And today we are in Joshua chapter 6 where we focus on the, I say the Battle of Jericho, but... um. Really, it was the fall of Jericho uh, that we're talking about today. Um, and it's interesting, all the symbols uh, in this um, kind of cap- capturing of Jericho is is interesting to, to study. So let's get straight into this. Um, so, the, so the Lord gives Joshua some very specific instructions about how to um, capture this city, because in verse 2, Sorry, in verse 1, uh, Jericho was shut up because of the children of Israel. They were so scared of what of them because they had heard how they'd walked on uh, dry ground that basically they sh- went into their walled city and they shut the gates. Uh, and so the Lord says to Joshua how that they're going to, uh, to take this city. In verse 3 it says, And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And the seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times and the priest shall blow with trumpets and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when ye hear the sound of a trump of the trumpet all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat this is obviously um a strange um, instruction to the people, and yet uh, it is a, it is an instruction which they just which they follow. Um, so they each listen to Joshua uh, deliver this word of the Lord uh, from uh, the word from the Lord, uh, and they follow what he said. And he's very specific uh, in verse 10, Joshua. He says, You shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people here. And the fact that not one of them uttered a single word is incredible. Uh, trust me, I, I work with a class of 30 year six children, which are, which are about 10 to 11 year olds. To be able to lead a, a group that large around a city without them making one sound from them, their lips is, well, that's a miracle in itself, let me just say. So the, the only miracle in this chapter is not just the, the walls tumbling down, but the fact that the people were so exactly obedient um, that they followed this exactly. Um, yeah, because walking around the city, what I, I imagine whilst it seems strange, wouldn't have been that difficult to do, but not uttering a sound as they walked around until that final day where they'd compassed the city seven times and then at the on the seventh time they shout uh, would have been a, a miracle. It would have been an incredible achievement uh, for the people um, uh, of, of exact obedience, like I say. So um, that um, is a great example of how we need to listen carefully and follow the, the words of the Lord given by his prophets, of course. Um, so on the seventh day, of course, they go around on the, uh, and at the seventh time, the priests blow on the trumpets. And then Joshua says, shout for the Lord have given you the city. Now, remember that this is um, when the walls are still standing and they've walked around the city seven times. And I wonder just how, well, 
um, straight away that the people did this. Or perhaps, um, did they, was this a case that they had to have faith that the Lord had given them the city? Um, notice, by the way, before we go on, go on with this shout and what it meant and then what happened next. Notice that the seven times was a, was different on the seventh day. The number seven is a number that represents completeness or perfection. Uh, so this is, of course, um, a probably, sim- well, this will be symbolic to the Lord. I don't think that there was a secret combination where they had to walk around the city a certain number of times each day and then suddenly the walls will fall down. The Lord is showing that he is present with the children of Israel, with these symbols and with these instructions. And then, like uh, like they say in verse 20, uh, the people shouted. So the people shouted when the priests blew their trumpets. Um, and, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down. Now, I don't think that um, this necessarily uh, was the cause of the fall. The fall, of course, was the Lord. He fought their battle for them, but they followed him. Um, they followed his instructions and they had the faith to do it. First of all, to do this walking and then to shout at the top of their voice because they knew they believed that the Lord had given them the city that day, um, even though it was, you know, just standing there still. Um, they had the faith to shout and to do that. President Howard W. Hunter said, quote, Soon after, when Joshua was directed to destroy the city of Jericho, the great walls of the city stood as an imposing and physically impossible barrier to Israel's success, or at least so it seemed. Not knowing the means, but assured as to the end, Joshua carried out the instructions he had been given by a messenger of the Lord. His commitment was to complete obedience. His concern was to do precisely as he was instructed, that the promise of the Lord would be fulfilled. The instructions no doubt seemed strange, but his faith in the outcome urged him on. The result, of course, was another in a long series of miracles experienced by the Israelites, as they were led over many years by Moses, by Joshua, and by many other prophets who were committed to follow the commands and the directives of the Lord, close quote. Um, now, in verse 21, uh, we have um, the verse which tells us what happens next once the walls have been destroyed. And uh, some may have um, concern when they read this scripture, because, of course, we know that the Lord is a loving and um, just God and that he um, is able to have perfect justice and mercy um but then this verse some may wonder well is this something that was right to do i mean obviously he's the lord he he knows um his ways are higher than our ways but in verse 21 and i'm going to read from the english standard version because i feel like this adds a little bit more well i'll read actually from our king james version first then i'm going to read it from the english standard version and just see if you can see if there's an interesting difference between the two it says in the in our Bible, in the King James Version, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and, and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. So this makes it sound like they basically went in and, and annihilated every single thing in that city. In verse 21 of the English Standard Version in Joshua 6, it says, Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, ox and sheep and donkeys with the edge of the sword. This, um, the word which destroyed comes from is interesting because it does um, indicate it's not just killing everything in sight. 
Um, the word haram, which means to uh, seclude specifically by a ban, to devote to religious uses, uh, physically and reflexively. So there may be, and there will be, I'm sure, some level of um, killing or wiping off the face of the earth that comes with this. But I think it's, and, and many uh, scholars talk about this and talk about what it meant by destroying what was in the city. First of all, in those days, when we, well, when we talk about destroying things today, we talk about completely wiping it out. In those days, that just wasn't possible with the technology and the um, the, the ability that the people had. Don't, not forgetting the fact, this is not a trained military force that Joshua is leading. This is mainly a agricultural um, group that he is leading through the the, well, the wilderness to Jericho. Um, is that there were probably many people that weren't destroyed, but the city of Jericho was destroyed in terms of what it stood for, in terms of the practices the certainly the the idolatry because we read in the chapter before that the city was ripe for destruction notice as well that they came specifically on this day to destroy in inverted commas or to wipe out or to begin anew the city um because the people were ripe for iniquity they weren't ripe for iniquity five years previously uh, and so the Lord had given them clearly plenty of chance to be able to change, but they had not chosen that. And so the fact that there were some people killed uh, to make the city new again, this is not something new that we um, have experienced in the Bible. In fact, of course, you can think of the flood uh, and how they were given time and time to change and to repent, but they, they didn't. They did not. And so then the Lord sent the floods. Um, we, of course, have the Tower of Babel. Uh, and how, again, that wasn't destroyed by the sword or by water, but it was destroyed by a scattering of languages. Um, it it did not stand anymore. And this is the same case with Jericho. We don't know to, to exactly what extent uh, people people or were killed or destroyed, but it is clear that, one, they were, they, they were ripe for iniquities. The Lord had to begin again with this city. But also, it may not necessarily just mean everything, everything and everyone was killed. It may mean that they were scattered and that the 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 city of Jericho, what made it a city, which was the people inside, was destroyed. It was completely begun again uh, with the children of Israel holding the city now. And of course, we have Rahab mentioned in verse 25, and she is brought out safe and sound, uh, showing again that the Lord keeps his promises and that he is our salvation Thank you so much for listening again to this study. Please do join us tomorrow and over the weekend as we look to see the aftermath of the Battle of Jericho. And then we jump to the end of Joshua and see the wise words that he gives to the children of Israel before he passes. Thank you so much for listening. And until we meet again.